Across the Park is a Merseyside-born football podcast produced by three blues and three reds. Each week we get together to discuss the goings-on at both Everton and Liverpool football clubs, combining balanced debates with some light-hearted banter. To learn more about us and the podcast, please visit www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk or on social media, Facebook, Across the Park, YouTube, Across the Park, and Instagram and Twitter is Across the Park PC. Welcome to episode four of Across the Park, brought to you again this week by CheckFit, your online directory for club, gym and class. CheckFit on social media and on Tinterweb, they are www.checkfit.co.uk. Myself, Ian and Judgy in a handicap match again this week, no Neil, so it's us two versus the three red men, Terry, Phil and Gary. We'll start off with the Champions League draw. Liverpool have got PSG and Napoli and Red Star Belgrade. On paper, quite tough. Gary, what do you think? Um... I'm neither here nor there to be honest because we knew you're always going to get a tough draw. Okay, there was the odd team that you that you could look at and think, yeah, I prefer them. But I think they're going to be looking at us, thinking I wish we'd avoided Liverpool more than we're looking at them. Yeah, I think everyone everyone's going to be would have been looking at that pot three, thinking don't really want Liverpool because ordinarily in a pot three you think it's a te- you know the, the teams in pot one and pot two are probably thinking you know we're we're, we're going to be good enough to get through but all of a sudden you've got a team in pot three that n- none of them are going to want to fancy playing so when does the order of the games come out is it usually tv no. companies get older it takes a week or so or? well i think the weeks of the fixtures are already <laughs> be decided mm-hmm. like the sort of the, you know the rough frame of the fixtures well, but maybe they do sort that's of got to have an effect i mean if you get say napoli away first and you just get nothing for instance you against the wins already but on the other hand if you get Belgrade away and go and get three points then you know you're going to turn them over at home again it's a solid start I was mm. listening to the Jordan and apparently the reason why it took longer was the re- was because of that apparently they were already working out how it works with the TV because they're doing staggered kickoffs now as well aren't they so yeah. like yeah. 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock so <coughs> it might not have been released yet but I'm pretty sure it's, it should be very very soon yeah mm. and don't don't the first team out usually play a certain team as well I'm sure they work it like that. So you you already know sort of who you're playing. It's just about what day and what what time you're playing at. They, they sort yeah. out for the TV. I think like if you look at the group, we've got PSG. You know, out of that pot A, we've avoided Barca and, and Real, which I'm happy with. PSG are a little bit. I know they're a decent Champions League team, but I feel like they're a little bit lightweight, and I fancy us against them. Napoli uh, from the second pot. We've already had a preview of that. Okay, it was pre-season. <coughs> They were a week behind us as well, but got every reason to believe that we can do them. And then Red Star, that's a decent bevy, a decent away game. <laughs> so yeah, I'm quite happy away game while you're dodging a few fists and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all got reputations it, for it, a bit of a. Interesting with the PSGs, two shell though, isn't it? Two shell against Klopp. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, interesting. Yeah, face off. Has two shell really covered himself in glory though? Since I know he took over from Klopp and he looked great at Dortmund, didn't he? But for for a bit, but then he just sort of fell away big time, didn't mm. he? Your confidence are getting off that group, okay? I'd, I'd be confident of any group we were in, to be honest. Like yeah, no, I'm, I'm like that, to be honest. I, I don't want to sound like overconfident and like we're getting ahead of ourselves and that, but I just think we're, we're, a different, we're different in the Champions League and I think teams know that. And I think we, we re-emphasised it again last season. No no one really thought beginning of the, this last season Liverpool could be in the final this year, realistically. And then what we've done was remarkable. We... I'd go as far as saying we deserve to win it. The, what the, the run we had and, and how we got there. Yeah, we, we've got no one to fear. Um, I, I tell you what, PSG versus Liverpool is, a, is an interesting game. A battle of the forwards, our front three versus yeah, their front, yeah. front three. Um, were you saying before, Judgey, that you were thinking that they possibly had a better front three, man for man? Or I think man for man they have. I, I, I'm just saying like Cavani is an out-and-out centre-forward. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, is is Cavani, is he definitely better than Salah? I think that's it's a, it's a completely different pair of players but I think if you look at Cavani look at um, Neymar as the best uh, I just got as the best 1v1 forward you don't want to face Neymar 1v1 because you can just mm. do pretty much anything on the ball and then you've got Mbappe who undoubtedly is the best young talent in the world yeah. so I don't know I, I think obviously on last season's performance you usually come out on top in terms of goals but I think man for man 
it's it's a close run thing. Yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to see no matter what. Um, you moving on away from that. Obviously, we'll get back to Champions League chat in the future. Obviously, that'll be kicking off in September, so we'll, we'll cover the weekend's fixtures just gone and results just gone starting with Everton simply because we started with Liverpool last week. Uh, for me, Judgy, that 2 2 draw was, was two points dropped for me. Yeah, yeah, and it's two points dropped. Dead similar situation that we found ourselves in against Wolves, ironically, apart from us being two goals up this time. So it's disappointing. I think we, we raised the question we discussed it the other week. You know, is uh, Marco Silva's man management or is, you know, his game management skills going to be brought into question in the coming weeks? And was it again? I don't know. I mean, being two goals up, being down to 10 men, I've listened to a lot of comments from the players and the players don't seem to be pointing any fingers or pointing to a, how they didn't manage the game very well. But I think if you just look at it, the pressure just seemed to build, didn't it? And it's the Achilles' heel that that's apparent for us now. Is is it's a cross into the box? I mean, yeah, the penalty was came from a long ball. They, they were better with ten men because yeah. we stopped trying to play football against us and went gung ho, and we, we couldn't cope. And again, Diaz comes from a corner where it's zonal marking again, and, and to me that needs addressing massively. Yeah, I think it's uh, it, that's the obvious thing at the moment is is that all the goals have, have come from set pieces and have come from crosses and. You say the zonal marketing, whichever way you go, whether you go from zonal to man-to-man or man-to-man to zonal, there's always going to be that period of transition. And particularly in our case, when we've still got centre-backs or a centre-back pairing that we're not completely satisfied with. Keane didn't cover himself with glory at the back last year. Obviously, in the in the first few games, I still had doubts over him, although you know people are saying he's done okay. Um, he's obviously had that horrific injury on Saturday and everyone wishes him the best from that, but... Even even in that horrific injury, he's he's bringing up the same doubts that I brought. That he's not going and dominating the ball. Mm. He's gone for a ball with another player who clearly thought he was going for that ball. And again, look, I'm not I'm not blaming him for for what happened because it was a bad injury. But it, it still for me brings up the same question marks about him and about <coughs> our defence with him at the helm. Um and yeah, the, the two goal leads from from looking at the positives again, we've. You know, we've been clinical in front of goal, albeit, you know, should have we have killed them off possibly. Mm. Um I, just just to put in there as a little plan, um say clinical in front of goal. I was I felt like that was two goalkeeping errors. Walcott was a decent finish, but it was the near side, wasn't it? Yeah. The, other one, the other one practically went through the keeper. So that, that was based on us taking a set piece quickly. They were yeah. they weren't ready for that. We took a quick free kick and, and we, we punished them for that. So yeah, yeah the, the keeper could have done better for the second ball. Yeah. That was that was based on us sort of putting that on them. Yeah. How do you feel about Richarlison? Because when I looked at that, I felt like he's let you down a bit there. I mean, how do you feel? Do you I think, think, it I think it's one of those. Or? I think it's one of those. He won't do it again. Yeah. It's he's a young player, a foreign player who will learn from that. I'd, I'd put my neck on the line and say he won't do that again. It was silly. Yeah. I mean, Smith, the Bournemouth player, knew exactly what he was going to do. He, mm. he put his head in, he knew what was coming. Yeah, but again, it's, it's yeah. something when he's more experienced, I don't think you'll, you'll find him doing that again. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It was, a, it was a bit of petulance, yeah. if anything. And, and I think the initial reaction when you see him is, oh, it's really soft, that, but you've got you've to concede that if any player throws his head towards another player, the other player's almost got the right to go down because he just knows from a gameship perspective the other player and, and he, our best player he didn't actually go down though did he just sort of like turned well, yeah, to the rest exaggerated and, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. the same thing it was, wasn't one of them where in public you would have done that would you you wouldn't be grabbing no. your head running around but on, on the field of play you know that from a gamesmanship perspective yeah. that reaction is going to get the player you know sent off probably yeah. it's interesting that we're still we're still quite positive aren't we even though yeah. it was a 2-2 draw I mean that, that's the big difference from last season I think if Allardyce would have threw a two goal leads away we'd have been sitting here in tears with me almost and, and demanding change but the, the outlook is still really positive like I say I, 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 I gauged it a little bit and obviously when the final whistle went you disappointed I, I gauged the reaction of the players and all the players are coming out saying how immensely disappointed they were they threw it away but at the same time how at the moment they feel as though you know they're always going to score in games you know the the mistakes or the goals that were scored were preventable, and the things that they are working on, they're not, they're not, you know, how did that happen? Um, and I, I genuinely do believe when we we've got our strongest side out, and when we do get, you know, the zonal system or the marking system right, that that those errors will be corrected. And I, I've got every belief in Silver at this point. I'm I'm pleased with the progress they're making. And Saturday's result was disappointing, but I think the performance and and some of the individual performances, just to touch on it, because I've been as big as critic. He wasn't there on Saturday, and I, I, I did ask the question, where are we going to miss Schneider? And I think in that second half, someone to just get hold of the ball and settle it down. Maybe not off the ball, 
but I think we did miss someone getting hold of the ball on, on Saturday and you know we lacked that in Davis and, and, and Guy I think it was a game you, you looked at and thought at 2-0 I want Schneider on the pitch yeah. just to pass the yeah, ball sideways yeah. a little bit and to just demand the ball off the centre back to, to relieve the pressure you know what yeah. I mean I think an interesting one for me is you know I look at the teams that you should played and I know you just like got confidence in the way you're playing and stuff but you're still sort of snatching draws from the jaws of victory a little bit you know what I mean it's like Right, maybe not against Wolves, but because you were against it. But you've had a, a favourable start, I would say. The yeah. teams that you've played haven't you haven't really came up against anyone yet. Are you worried that maybe you're not quite seeing? Like you know, you haven't really played anyone yet. Who's, who's, maybe a little bit. I'm just yeah, wondering, possibly, just, just yeah. sort yeah. of asking. And you know, the only thing I would say that if we were playing all these games with eleven men, I'd be going, yeah, that's a bit worrying. This, but. I just think that it again going it's back hard, to what, isn't it? yeah going back to what I said about a new system of play, you don't plan you, you know you plan a new system on the training ground. You don't go right, let's go down to ten men. It's not your first thing you do as a yeah, manager. and your game naturally changes as well. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, doesn't it? Absolutely, players have to work hard, and they and they probably get into positions they wouldn't normally get into with eleven men. So, but, it, it, but is that is that a worry when you when you come up against you know if you end up in a run of games where you're playing like some of the more threatening sides and stuff where you think we haven't really been able to capitalise when we played no, I, maybe I, I the, think, the weaker teams I, I think if we play Arsenal United, Liverpool, City I think the goals we're conceding are goals they don't score the goals we're conceding are against the teams who scored them where it's balls in the box it's under the crossbar yeah, and maybe. it's catching us out I think if you play City or, or United, Liverpool you're not going to get many balls under the box you're not going to get them but you might concede a different type of goal with playing play, a really high line we're against play, teams what, what we're going to play felt? completely different games so you'll see a different game I think who was it that got put through against you though when he won on one yeah yeah that was the type of pass Liverpool would play to mm. be fair you know, you know it's, it's a good point he makes but it, it, there's a lot of similarities that, to when you first brought Klopp in were you struggling against teams that want balls into the box and, yeah. and, I, and again I know there's a question coming up later from social media and I don't want to kill the time we're going to spend on that but I do see a lot of similarities at the moment with the way we're going about things the goals we're conceding with the goals you were conceding in, in Klopp's yeah. early early times and I'd like to think and, and again I'm trying to keep that positive outlook that that is the case at the moment and hopefully like Millsy says that when we do cup against the, the the better teams that play a different style of football that event it'll just suit us yeah. he's still got three or four to come in as well he's got two centre-halves that he's bought to come in he's playing last season centre-half still yeah. he's played three last season centre-halves and he's got Bernard to come in, Gomez to come in. Yeah. So I think you will see a different Everton as the season goes on. How long was it that you were down to 10 men? 20 minutes or, or no, was it? No. no, no was he, he was, I think it was about 30, 30 20 minutes, minutes in. It was about yeah. 20 minutes was it, in. Yeah. Or when did they get in. there, I mean? About 10 minutes into the second half. Yeah. Okay. We won the up and they went down to 10 men. Yeah. And then yeah. we made a two and then all of a sudden they yeah. went gung yeah. and Did we bomb it though? Because they always seem to like come back from being a couple yeah. of goals down yeah. and ends up snatching draws it's like they can't start well or something they can only do it when they're under the cosh weird any complaints with the pen not really. The only complaint I've got is we had a similar one that wasn't awarded in the first half. Yeah, where, where Tosin was sort of hands on yeah. back and he went yeah. down. There's, there's a Seamus Coleman as well, wasn't it? Where yeah. Coleman got a cross yeah, and he got taken out. So uh, you'd like to think they're leaving themselves out. It was it a penalty? Yeah. I wasn't the sure about, ones we didn't get a similar one yeah. in the first half. I wasn't sure about their sending off, to be fair. Even Walcott come out, didn't he, and said he, he didn't think it was a sending off. It, it was yeah. clever again. It was really clever. It, it was similar to what Smith done with the Charleston. You knew what was coming, and you put yourself in a situation where you knew what the opposition player was, yeah. was going to have to do. You well, knew the I outcome. I mean, he won the foul without doubt, but um, he was quite wise, wasn't he? So it was whether he actually was the last man or whether it was a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Yeah, I think if I'm going to compare what I said to the, the Salad incident, I don't think it's a send-off. I think there's a, there's a lot of things that are going to have to happen for him to get that clear goal scoring opportunity mm. so it probably was a little bit harsh but he's very fast it, though isn't he so there's yeah, also every chance he was down considering and the game's finished 2-2 yeah. I don't think it, it, it's that it's one of them as well isn't it that it always feels like the ref when he sends someone off is looking for an excuse to sort of even it up or, or balance it out I know we, you shouldn't that shouldn't be the case but mm. it always seems to, to sort of be the case which is a little bit you know not ideal so yeah Obviously, with later on in the day, you you which on paper and certainly from our predictions looked like a, a walk in the park. Except for Mills, as he said, one 0 Brighton. Yeah, that was, yeah, cl- yeah. was close <laughs> to the news. He's closer than anyone. <laughs> but um, what what were your thoughts on it, Phil? Yeah, do you know, I felt like they first of all on the result, happy with the win, um, happy that we got three points. Obviously, um, the performance was a little bit flat. But look, last year, how many goals did we put past Brighton last year? Was it double figures? We, we batted them I think last year so I felt like they came into this game just thinking 
don't concede too many goals. And they were much, much... They didn't, like, necessarily park the bus, but they were very, very compact and tight at the back and they waited for their chances to counter. So it was always going to be difficult to break them down. Um, Which is what we're going to have to be used to this season. Yeah. It's going to happen. All them teams are going to do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, look, we've had... Very caught. We've had. Um, we haven't conceded a goal yet. If we'd have won our first three games, three two, all three of them, and we would look scintillating going forward, I'd be a lot more worried than I am now. Okay, the the front three aren't clicking yet. They're going to. Everyone knows they're going to. I think Klopp's more than happy that that's that. It's that the problem is that way round rather than the other way round. Um, also, the fullbacks as well. I've made up with the fullbacks because um, Trent started a little bit slow, but he had a, yeah. he had a fantastic game. Um, there was one. There was one bit where. Um, Robbo, he made like a centre forwards. He bent his run in the box. He ends up in the number nine position. He picked that up, played it back to Trent, and then uh, Trent just put it wide. Good strikes. Um, so yeah. you've been saying that you want to win more games like this, one nil. Yeah, I was to just what you usually I was do. Just gonna get it's it's that hard point. to melt though, isn't it? Because it is, yeah, made a good save at the end. It's nearly one one. It is, yeah. And and last season that probably would have been one one or and potentially even two one Brighton. It, it that did happen to us all the time. And I think over the last few seasons we've been drawing double figures. In, throughout the season been drawing like 10, 11, 12 games and that's been our Achilles heel all the time it's the it's the so-called little teams that we can't break down and, we, and when we do break them down we always concede as well anyway yeah, so spe- we, especially when everyone's played before us as well and, the, yeah. and you know we're the, we're the later game and so you man, you have given us man, you Man City have given us an opening and you've got to capitalise on that we haven't traditionally been good yeah. at doing that you know sort of Taking advantage, so it, it, it's nice to see. Isn't do you think you played yeah. well on Saturday? Do you think you actually played well, or do you think I you thought just we were only first or? half, but we faded second half? And you know, we talked on the podcast after after pre season the way we look really fresh, and we were all sort of thinking, you know, we look really fired up and fresh, and we look like we've got loads of energy compared to everyone else, and everyone else looked a bit zapped. I think maybe we're starting to look a little bit zapped. Maybe we have played one too many games in pre-season and yeah. weirdly the international break might for once actually be a positive. The same 11, isn't it? Each well, yeah, we have yeah. Klopp come out at the end and he said, you know, the manager's learned something this week and I think what he was getting at was you can't play the same 11 every single week on the bounce, mm. which opens up a really interesting question as to who's going to drop out. Um, I know you, Terry was saying something about maybe one of the front three, maybe. I just, you know, I think I think it got mentioned last week as well. I thought that ahead of the weekend. Yeah, may, maybe there's there's a chance that he sort of just maybe gives them a little bit of a kick, you know, and sort of says, like, they're not undroppable and there is other players there. Like, you know, we know Sturridge has had a great pre-season. Shaqiri's look good in pre-season. Yeah. There's other players there who can sort of come in and maybe it is that he, he, he might think. Well, you me, know, in, fa- in fairness, though, on, on that point, and, and he did mention it after the Palace game as well, your front three haven't been firing, have they, as such? No. You know, and, and it's not like Terry said, they didn't have it last year, they didn't have any competition. And you know what, even if these did have competition, no one was got in the team anyway, yeah, they were no. playing that well. But I think whereas last year he was having to flip the back four quite a lot, your midfield have been solid, obviously you've kept clean sheets. I don't think it's the, the worst thing in the world for, for one or two of them to, to yeah. go, well, actually... It just feels scary to do. Like it, it, it does, but I mean, the flip side to it is, they haven't been firing, but we're playing them sort of teams that sit deep and you know we'll, we'll dig in and stuff. Like and it's, maybe we haven't got that. You know, we haven't played anyone that we've been able to run in behind, which our front three love that that yeah. sort of space to run in behind. You know, Firmino drag a few defenders out, and then there's gaps for Marnie and Salah to run in. And we play teams who who will dig in and sit back and and sort yeah. of close that that space off. It's one of them. Is it them not firing? Is it they're not fresh? I, I, I can't quite put my finger on is it. Is it teams having a better game plan against Liverpool, trying to work us out a little bit? Brighton defenders, I thought I was watching them. They defended really well. Mm-hmm. They did, and they grew in the game as well. You know, as we as got into the second half, they, they obviously thought, well, we're not feeling that wave and wave of pressure. But again, maybe we can start to like. But again, this was what this was what happened to us last season. We'd be in them games. And we'd get the one opportunity we got, but we wouldn't score. Mm. And this this time we've got the one opportunity, we've scored, we're, we've won the game one nil, which is as you said before, it's what we've needed over the, over the years. A bit controversial, but last week I was giving you Terry, I was giving you daggers across the table when you suggested that um, Cater might have faded a little bit towards the end of the game, but he did this week. You know, I noticed it. I thought it was quite noticeable. Yeah, I thought he's. I think he's done that in. Well, as I say, I thought he'd done that against against Palace and it wouldn't have surprised me because it was like a bit of a baptism of fire to the Prem they were rare up for and stuff but I, I agree I think you know he did sort of fade a little bit in the game the one who never was Wijnaldum no 
impeccable, wasn't he? And Which that's kind of where I was going with this. So I mean, like Henderson's the club captain. I think he's gonna he, cop's gonna want to bring it, bring him on, and give him a start sometime soon. And it's duty drop because I mean, Wayne Alden's been, Wayne Alden and, and Milner have been man of the match candidates in every single game we've played this season. So for me, it's not very sexy to say it, but I think Keita might be the one to miss out and Henderson well, to come in soon. Like you were saying, it's been a bit of a um, false sense of security or you know a bit of a false economy when we played three pretty you know, modest teams in the first three games. The same for Keita, where he hasn't had to run back very much against the teams no. he plays. He hasn't had much of a... And I know he's playing in that free role, if you like, but if you play against one of the top teams... You can't afford for him to just stay up with the front three, can you? And, and just stroll, not no, stroll about. That's not his game anyway. Well, but but what I'm saying though, is, uh, I know he gets back and stuff, but he hasn't had to have much responsibility on that track, and has he? He's just been running back into position. Yeah, and and, that, and that's and, 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 and credit and that's to Wijnaldum, he's he's been yeah, really yeah, solid in yeah, that position. Credit to Wijnaldum and Milner. But what I'm saying is that when you have played against Brighton, West Ham, Palace, who all right, they got forwards, West Ham have, and, and, and so have Palace, but none of them have uh, a typical for having midfielders that break forwards mm. and and they give your midfielders more things to worry about than just okay straight running. To be uh, fair though, of the three we've got in midfield, um, Kate has been the one who's been given the most license by cop to attack, so he's probably got the least responsibility. Well, that's what I mean. He's had the least responsibility because you've had played three teams who don't really break from midfield. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think he's tired in these games. I, I Maybe perso- his style of up, his style might have to adapt slightly for the. I personally think, Judy, that he might look better against them teams who give you a bit more space at the like going forward. So he, yeah, he can, that, see, he can attack gaps, that. can't he? He can attack gaps like You're no one else. You're talking about Henderson might be the one to come yeah. back in. He won't come back in for sh- for Kaita, surely because yeah, Kaita's the advanced midfielder. So. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, and then it's well, you say that, but no, Henderson. He was never traditionally a defensive mid, was he? He was oh, never so the base in midfield, and always been forced into that position in the, Neither the last couple of seasons. Neither was Wayne Aldum. Nobody. He's exceptionally versatile, isn't he? Yeah. Has Henderson's stock ever been higher? He had a great World Cup. He, he 2014. League final. You know what I mean? It's 2014. Henderson was brilliant. He was, yeah. And that was it playing in a position. Not as a defensive mid, no. more in the way that Keita's yeah, been playing. It was before. when Gerard dropped deeper, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Before he, when he went for that. And so Henderson was that person, atta- you know, drifting into them spaces and sort of getting assisting in the attacks the and thing, arriving in the box. You've acknowledged it though in the summer, and it was touched on. It does look like physically he's lost something though, doesn't it? Whereas maybe he was a bit more dynamic in 2014 and yeah, being he, able to get forward. He's got that injury, hasn't he? That he, he basically came out and and, and basically said he, he'll have it. For the rest of his life, yeah, he's got injections all that's like it. He'll never heal, and it's yeah. It's that's the one heel, Alex Ferguson touched upon. No, Ferguson basically said he'll have problems with his hips or something. The way he sort of runs and things, yeah. But this is like, I think he's got a plantar fasciitis. That what's called. So basically, I think it's like a to do with the arch of your foot or something like that. You need like extra things in it. Yeah, and he'll never get over it. So you know, he basically has to play through pain all the time. So you know, maybe it is a case that. Klopp's sort of trying to help him with that, you know. And, and, but so I, we we can't review that game without touching on Gomez. Um, I've been one, one of his biggest critics. I didn't I have, think yeah. he was capable of doing what we're seeing him do. Um, what you could say is he's he's played three games against three similar strikers. You've got Benteke, Arnautovic, and Murray, but they're not easy. And, and the thing about them three players is they know they're not going to get any change out of Van Dijk. So every single one of them's parked himself on, on Gomez. And he's handled it well. We've got all the different type of tests to come. Obviously, yeah, I think that the biggest tests he was failing at though were them balls Physicality. over the top and and misreading yeah. high balls, yeah, and long in the full balls back position. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think the fact that he's managing them in these first three games is a, is going to be a massive confidence booster for him yeah. because he didn't really not not that it was mainly him who was coming up against the the, the other type of strikers, the the ones who play on the floor and who were nippy and all that. But he you never really came out of a game thinking he was torn apart there. No. So no. I'm, it's not that I'm not worried because he's obviously still young and he is still learning, but I'm not as worried now because he's dealing with the ones that he weren't dealing with. I yeah. like the aggression he shows as well. So, you know, if you look at any centre-half partnership, you've got you've got Van Dijk, who's cool, cool as a cucumber, but he's not really the one to throw that Carragher or on show, last-minute stretch leg tackle. That's not Van Dijk, he's too cool, he's, re- he's reading the game, but you still do need that. So you can't have two players like Van Dijk, really, in terms of the... Not obviously that good, but, I mean, you can't have two players with that style or mentality. So I wanted to see aggression from the set. And Lovren's got a little bit of that, a little bit of it, but... Yeah, but he's got a bit of mad dog about yeah, it. Yeah, overly wild sometimes. Wild, yeah. Yeah. Here's one for you. Does Lovren come back in? Well, no, I was moving... I was no. 
Wolverine, no. I bet Wolverine thinks he does. Yeah, but he probably does. But yeah, a sense of entitlement from Wolverine. He doesn't come straight back in. No. It's nice to know, though, isn't it, that Gomez can step up to the plate. Well, it's a good job, isn't it? Because It is a good job. You're saying there, Phil, you couldn't review the game without talking Gomez. You can't review the game without talking Alisson. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of moments there where I'm sure you three had heart and mouth. Yeah. Little chip over the defender, and one yeah. where Glenn Murray caught him in the second half as well. It was a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but to be fair, you know, the one where he got caught, that's knocked back to him on his wrong foot and stuff. And I think maybe because he is really comfortable with the ball, the defenders are taking a bit of liberty with him, you know, and sort of just giving him balls under pressure and stuff. So I can sort of excuse that one because he didn't really have any right to the first back half to him. as well, wasn't there? I, I, he ran out for the goal kick. You were quite lucky yeah, on that yeah, one. Yeah. He, he, he came, he came out, out, yeah, out yeah. yeah. But the one where he got it sort of caught under his feet a little bit, and you know he was under pressure. I'll sort of excuse. In general, him. though, we had a good game. Didn't In general, he? He I just think going game, going yeah. back to the, then what you're saying, like like mistakes and stuff or whatever. I think we're going to have to accept that that could happen now. You yeah. know, when we're not used to having a goalie who is this calm and this cool under pressure, and you know he is willing to play out with his feet and he is willing to knock the ball over Glen Murray's head and. You know, but we can't we can't cry out for this, get it, and then complain about it. Yeah, I think now and again he is gonna he's probably is gonna lose the ball, and he might you know he might get tackled and concede the goal through in in this season. You know, we will be gutted about, it, especially if it costs us points. But I think going from him, going from Carrier, sorry, to him, it's just so much better. What, what he gives you outweighs the risk. Yeah, yeah but that's it. Yeah. On balance, he's gonna win you more points than he costs you. Absolutely. So. You know what I mean? That that that's the only way to look at it, isn't it? Obviously, there's no way of knowing, but that save at the end against Brighton potentially yeah, goes in against points, against yeah. Carriers. Yeah. If he's not going to change that with Star, he's always going to do that. There's going to be teams who play on that. Yeah, but I think I think the fact that he got caught there and but we got away with it, I reckon that'll give him a bit of an eye opener. It's, it's the fact that he's got away with that. He might he might sort of like think twice about doing doing it again. Some keepers don't. No, he does it. Bartes used to do it all the time. They never change. I'll be honest, and again, it, it is only I think that arrogance. Like you say, it just just goes part and parcel. I don't think he's going to be one of them who doubts next time. Doubt. I'm going to do the same thing. I think no he's way. going to keep doing the same thing in and out. And I think, I'm honest, I think that's what Klopp bought him for. Mm. And the back four know they know what he's going to do. Yeah. The minute he starts doubting those things and, and changing the yeah. way he plays, that's when you're going to go back to the carry situation. They, they know what he's going to do, yeah. but they're going to learn to play with him as well yeah, and yeah. maybe rather be, than leaving them to it. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I, I did, like I say, I, I felt like they did. Give him some snide balls back in a way you think. He, I mean, because he's so yeah. comfortable. The other thing with that as well is if, yeah, I think that's what you're getting at. If the ball does get played back to your keeper, and two players don't offer him an angle, it's yeah, suddenly it's, easy it, for the opposition to go and close him down. And go it's and the defender's fault. Situation. Yeah. So if he if he is the player who a keeper who wants to receive it and play out, he needs he needs two Options, angles. Yeah. Otherwise. Mm. Mm. He can't do an effective yeah. step one way because you go, well, you're not going to go that way because there's nothing down there. So yeah, you shouldn't be asking your goalie to have to take men on. Do you know no. what I mean? It's like if you're going to knock it back to him because you're always comfortable with his feet, as I, you say, give him an option as well. I've said in one of the previous podcasts that one of the main things I want from my keeper is that he's a big character. I touched on all the big keepers of, of yesteryear and they've all got huge personalities and you need that. And I think the way he plays, it, it shows that he has got a personality. And it's something that you know I don't. I'm happy with it. Hugo Lloris is the same. I cost him as a really, really good keeper. And yeah, he'll cost you know, Spurs a couple of points in the season, but he'll keep. He'll save them more. So mm. it is what it is, isn't it? So right, we'll move away from the results. Just gone. I mean, Carabao Cup draw was earlier today. We'll move on to the that in a second. But Judge, last night we had um, Rotherham in the second round. It was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a good game. It was good to see what what we've always seen as our our second string side perform to a, to a high intensity mm. and to to get fans out of the seats. And, you know, we, we had some players out there who clearly thought they had a point to prove. Obviously, Calvert-Lewin, who hasn't, hasn't um, covered himself in glory from a goals front, you know, since he burst onto the scene. He's always been an honest, hard work and centre-forward. But to see him had pretty much two chances and score two goals. Yeah, it was really good last night, Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. But the question is, is that his level or is that him stepping up? No, Possibly, it's, it's... yeah. yeah it's, a good, it's a fair point. It probably is his level. The one thing I... I as I, said, I started my point there, is I did feel as though there was a genuine intensity to our play. Mm. It looked as though, and I commented that half time to the lads who were sitting near me, it looked as though them 11 had been playing together in training. Yeah. They had an understanding, and, and whether I, I'm starting to wonder, and again, I, I don't see what's going on behind closed doors, whether that is a thing he's doing in training where he's playing 11 v 11, like my team against the second string, and those players are getting that genuine intensity in training because it didn't have that look of our typical second round Carabao Cup games where it's a load of soggy players who yeah. look a bit sluggish 
they all look sharp. I thought. Yeah. Was there loads of changes? I didn't see your game. It was so. the only, the only, the only uh, players who retained the place were Holgate and Sigurdsson because they were naturally the well. Holgate had to yeah. because they, were, they had no other centre backs fit. Sigurdsson did a half think because he just wanted to give Sigurdsson a bit more space, a bit more room to play. It was a bit difficult for him. He kind of plays him on the left of a three, didn't he? Have like well, a flat go three. back to Silver's in-game management. He changed the formation last night. In-game, yeah. it was four-four-two, yeah. wasn't it? Then he then he brought Sigurdsson inside, played Carver yeah. and left, and, and he changed it a couple of times, which was refreshing to see. But yet, the change last night. When I first seen a team last night on the way to the game, I thought, "Good God, you know, I, I, I wish he'd have kept the same team as Saturday." He was right. I was wrong. Yeah, and and, and Lucas Dean, yeah, it was a good night for him, mm. wasn't it? Because yeah. he had plenty of chances to get forwards. You know, he 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 set the set Calvert Lewin's first goal up with his right foot from a set piece. Yeah. He he looked like obviously a senior player, didn't he? Playing in a young team. He was he up was and taking, down as well, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he was taking a lot of the set pieces along yeah. with Sigurdsson. Looked confident, very very good on the ball, very assured on the ball. I do, I mean, they were putting themselves about, weren't they, Rotherham? I do yeah. worry a little bit about his his physique. I know I know most fullbacks aren't massive, but he's very light, isn't he? Light on his feet, but he's light. I, I do. I, I think against certain teams who play the three up front, maybe a West Ham's who play Antonio and stuff like that, yeah. he might struggle against the likes of them. But he, he certainly, it's good to see now we've got two options. And then so Zuma took care of him a little bit as well. There was moments in the game where they sort of put someone on, didn't you? And Zuma was coming over going, I'll take him, don't worry. Yeah, I mean, he, he, got, a, he got a lot of praise last night. And, and rightfully so, you know, it was his first game to come in. It could have been a banana skin, as Gary was saying last week. Imagine he, he comes in and he ends up getting beat yeah. by Rodham. It's a terrible yeah. first game yeah. for him. But. He was exactly what we wanted him to be, wasn't he? Interesting, big, interesting little, sorry, interesting little battle for the left back position in the first eleven now. Then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, 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 I think yeah. he might stay in now, didn't you? I think. Yeah, do you? I think. I think. Um, I think with it being a home game this weekend and a home game we should win, I was expecting him to stay in because he looked more of a threat, didn't he? And he looked like he was comfortable getting up and down. It wasn't a chore for him, was it's it? Like you said last week, you don't buy a £20 million left-back yeah. and not play him. Well, this B- is his last, kept the shirt, didn't this he? This is his last chance in my fancy team. Anyway, if he doesn't play <laughs> this week, he's getting bombed. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Southampton in the, th- in the third round draw. I mean, you're confident to get past them. Yeah, we, we obviously the draw got made just before we, we, we come on here. It, it's an interesting one because I think if that was a Southampton side that were fairly comfortable in the league, I'd be hoping he doesn't play that second string side again. Mm. But we're not I don't think we're gonna be talking about the Southampton team that's comfortable in the league this year. Yeah. They're gonna be really worried about the you know, the, the league position and about the potential of, of relegation. And therefore you know, I think they're gonna be giving it less of a priority and I'd like to think again that we can play a similar side and, and, and that we can go through. However, I know you, you I'd, mentioned I'd, I'd like to see us go strong. I, I mean it's 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 quite embarrassing that Everton have never won the League Cup, and I look at that trophy and and you know I give red stick all the time, tongue in cheek over it, but it's something that we should really take serious. No, that, I'm, that's, I'm, that's I'm a trophy in the cabinet. Yes, we don't take it seriously. I just think you look at some of them players there, and they could play a part this season if we're yeah. playing in three, you know, two cup, cup competitions and in the league. Kieran's hour was nice and neat and tidy last yeah. last night, but you could see he wasn't he wasn't trying to overdo it. Because it felt as though he thought to himself, look, I'm going to show him what I can do, but I'd like to think there's more opportunities in this for me. I wouldn't mind Dow playing in the next round with 10 rounds and move the regular 10. You know what I mean? Something like that. Like Wenger used to do at Arsenal sometimes in the Cup, didn't he? He'd play a strong team and throw a young, like Frimpong or someone in and try to develop them. Yeah, I think we we spoke about that in pre-season, about how we'd like to see sides bed young players, didn't we? And Mm. and, and I think that is is good practice for me, but... Yeah, like you said, like Phil said, then there's two left backs now who, who are competing for the place. John Joe Kenny didn't, you know, didn't do himself any harm. He, he, again, very keen to get forwards. Looked more comfortable in the final third than I've ever seen him before. Yeah. But like you're saying, it could be that 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 that's it's a license, level. isn't it, to, to go more forward than yeah. he did under Allardyce and, and Unsworth. Yeah. But I mean, the interesting point, um, having looked at it, is you know you're talking about you want to go strong. Apparently, because we've both been drawn at home. There's potential that you either use or Chelsea will both play on the Sunday, and because we're both drawn at home, either you or Chelsea are gonna have to play play with a, a one day rest. So either Liverpool are gonna play Chelsea on the Tuesday, wow, and they'll only have one day rest, or Everton are gonna play Southampton on the Tuesday, and you'll only have one day. Well, rest. you're gonna you're gonna see with the game before, whereas not as priorities lie, but what he thinks about it. If you see a few fresh faces come in for that weekend before, can game, you imagine the uproar yeah. if he drops everyone pre. Pre Southampton, <laughs> <laughs> it's an well, you know what, takes though, it really seriously. Yeah. Well, Southampton, you know, Sam, Mark Hughes is thinking, "Well, I'm gonna have to put a strong side mm-hmm. out here. I don't want to get smashed in the cup." But yeah, I'd, 
it's interesting, but as you say, I, I'm in that. And again, I don't want to kill the social media questions, but I'm certainly in that camp. I'd like to see us don't the, take that conversation. The fume seriously. wouldn't come unless you've got beat. Now, let me ask you something, Gary. Chelsea at home and a Carabao Cup third round. Do you even care? <sighs> so it's, it's that's not the right question. It's not that I don't care. It's probably the least of our priorities this season. Um, you know, it's a, I, I wouldn't say no to a Wembley trip and to win the trophy. A trophy's a trophy at the end of the day. I'd like to win it, but I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want that to take away from any other competition that we're in. Oh, you know, so if that, you turned that, up to that game and you were full eleven, would you be? Oh God, to, well, you know this? what? I was just gonna say, you know, if he's half full eleven, I just think psychologically it becomes a big game because they're gonna be competing this year. Yeah, but to be fair, our second, our second yeah. is a very yeah, good that's team. That's what I was gonna say, and so, and a lot of them players are gonna want game time yeah, as well. They're gonna so have they, to get. They're gonna time. have to Step get up. games, yeah. So I think the problem with that, with what you're saying, Ed, if it's full eleven, what what you what you suppose is our first team, if they if we go there. Sorry, if they come to us and we're full eleven and they're half a team, and we don't win, that's, that's what I mean. I yeah, think it's a, I think it's a massively, it's a psych- psychological yeah. conundrum because I think they're genuinely from the start they've made and it's very early to for, early to us for everyone. But these do look like they're going to compete this year, yeah. and, and I and and you know they've got no Champions League either, Chelsea, have they? So yeah. they, they're not playing every every Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Do you yeah. know the only thing about the League Cup from Liverpool's perspective is that. We've got the whole this cop hasn't won a final thing, um, and in years gone by, well, in two thousand one when we won the league cup, it didn't affect us. It benefited us to, mm. to go on that run, take that confidence, to then go and win win more trophies. So, I kind of envisage that you know we could do that, and that could kick us off. Yeah, then. yeah especially given the number of games that you actually play in that yeah. competition it's nowadays. Weird. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, yeah. it's not many, is it? Before you're in the latter stages. The finals in like February, finals March, and like March. I've scrapped, so. I've scrapped extra time in yeah, every round. Straight straight to depends, yeah. Yeah. So. That's a good, what do you think about that? I think, that's I, I think, I think they've done it for that reason. Yeah. So the top sides do think, you know what, just 90 minutes. Yeah. I can maybe take play strong players for 45 minutes or 60 minutes, then take them off because I know at a maximum it's only going to be 90. Yeah. It's a good move, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like it. It's a good You'd strategy. think it, it probably will inject a little bit more life into it, you know, where they take it a bit more seriously, as you say, yeah. because it isn't as it isn't like a gruelling competition anymore, yeah. is it? Yeah. But, I mean, just to come back to it, though, there's absolutely no chance that we'll play our perceived first 11 even though that's a debatable I, concept anyway I, I don't there's think, no I, chance I don't think Klopp it'd be stupid on evidence I don't think Klopp really thinks that way though I don't, he no. hasn't really done that in the past he's he 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 like really dropped loads yeah, of players what I'm talking about the second string team now is going to be uh, as it stands today Lovren's going to be in Fabinho's going to be in Lallana's going to be in do you know what I mean? It's, it's hard. <laughs> Maybe the club captain's going to be in the second string. Well, the past so two seasons, kind of like what kind of side has Klopp played in that, in that competition? Has he played strong or has he waited till the latter stages to go strong? How does he usually do it? Usually, yeah. actually, I, I, I might be wrong. Yeah, Avenue always ends up getting like a bit we've of a tricky draw. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it's been like you've brought a few we've players gone out in. relatively early and yeah. stuff a couple, in a couple of... Uh, Southampton doing it in the semi. So, I, I, I just, I don't really recall an occasion where Klopp's been like, Nine changes. Yeah, it weirdly, it seems that the one thing that he did love rotating was his goalkeepers. Yeah. In past seasons, you know what I mean. He, so he sort of like, said he didn't. He had two number ones, didn't he? And he was he was sort of told one them was you're playing, playing in, in cups, this game. And one was yeah. playing in the league, and it was like, you know, it's a weird but, concept. It might be going a bit off track. I won't won't go on it for long, but. Clubs these days having a Champions League keeper. It's like, is that almost saying that? You're I'm pr- I'm pu- I pr- I'm prioritising the league because I'm playing my second keeper in the Champions League. You're talking about that at the radio earlier about Kevin yeah, yeah. potentially being yeah. Real Madrid's second keeper and winning like his fourth Champions League or something <laughs> yeah. mad like that. Still, I think that was the chat with Liverpool at one point. No, Barcelona yeah. used to do it, didn't he? With yeah. Um, yeah. Was it to Stegen? Yeah, they yeah, had in yeah. goal and he was like the sort of. He played in the Champions League, League and then in the league. Mm, it's a weird one. He didn't play. It was it is odd. Yeah, I don't know. I can't see us. I, I can't see Mignolet getting many games. To be honest, especially with what he came out and said, it feels like we've kept him because we have to keep him yeah. because we've got to have an experienced number two. Yeah. Oh, but he absolutely wanted to go. League Cup so by all means, but maybe. But even then, I don't know. He might not even get a goal. No. See what happens. And you know, I don't really agree with resting goalkeepers anyway. No. They don't tie themselves out to you. want to keep them sharp, don't you? You want to keep them playing with the defence as often as possible. All right, maybe it's a completely different defence you might do, but yeah. So overall, happy with happy with the draw? I think it's, it's one of the point of view you've got to be. I mean, I yeah. was convinced today. I think I told Judge, you know, 
Toffee talk, it's going to be Chelsea or City away. Proper Everton. So looking at that, you've got to be happy with that. Is that what yeah, your group's called? Yeah, Toffee talk. Toffee yeah. talk. <laughs> it used to be called Coom on You Blues. It's called Coom. Oh dear, that didn't last long. So anyway, we'll tell you what I want to call. So yeah, we, what we we discussed that we do a little fe- we try out a little feature this week. So let us know what you think about it. But we put out a post on social media. Asking for some interaction from the listeners. So we've asked for a few questions and we're going to attempt to uh, rattle through a few of them now. So um, I'll start with a question from Kev Marlowe. Um, this is for the Blues, but he specifically asked for, uh, for you to answer this one, Judgy. Um, he said, do you think, this is coming from an Everton perspective, obviously, so do you think zonal marking will be the death of us? Or are Everton only doing it because Silver's identified Zuma and Mina as two players who prefer to play that system? Firstly, I don't think he, when he says the death of us, I don't think he means like you know it's going to ruin Silver's yeah you no know, opportunity of staying in the job. I think what he's getting at is that it's going to deny us the opportunity of picking up points and, and winning games that maybe we would have done if you were marking man to man. I think I kind of alluded to it before. It it would be not not easy for Silver to come in and play man to man, but it, it's the, it's the, the done thing. Everyone everyone's done that traditionally. Foreign coaches do tend to prefer the zonal marking system as it. It goes hand in hand with allowing their their what they perceive to be their strongest players in set piece situations to always be in the area that's optimal for the ball to be scored from. Yeah. Um. I think I think what he's touched on mentioned about Mina and Zuma, that will complement a zonal marking system because you've got big players who will be in those areas where the dangerous players lurk. However, I don't agree. I, I with don't that. think I don't think just let me finish. I don't, I don't think that he's done it for that reason because. We did bring Zuma and, and Mina in both quite late. Um, I don't think it'll be the death of us. I think I think like any system, we're just gonna the players are gonna are gonna adapt to it. Um, yeah. Personally, I'm not a man of a, a fan of a, a zonal marking system, but at the same time, it's you know if the, if the manager's comfortable with that, if he feels that's right for what what he wants to do at this yeah. stage, who am I to question it? I mean, what I think like with Zuma and Mina, two two big players, the the problem that you get with zonal marking with that is. What you want to be able to do is say, put them on the two biggest strikers. But yeah. when, when it's zonal, it's like I this can't. is my zone, and then the big the big striker that you're playing against Goes can just somewhere against the yeah. smallest player at yeah, the back yeah. or something, that, and yeah, that's, that's what happens. It, it 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 can happen that way, but sometimes equally, what play what teams will do is go right. You go you go on him, that big one, and just take him out the way. Yeah. And then it leaves place for the your attacking midfielders like your Kales. Kale used to thrive on that. Mm. Is he get like BT or whatever, or your QB just go and take the big man away and yeah. he's left in there to just you mean like block the run, the you mean like yeah, type of well, thing. Yeah. No, just take him out the way of the, the, the dangerous area so that Kale can make the run in. So yeah. as the big man moves out, the other player moves in. Now it, yeah. look there, there is there's all you could have this debate for hours yeah, about zonal zonal versus man marking. I, I think it's a very valid valid question. It's certainly dead relevant considering the fact that we have leaked a lot of goals from set pieces early on but I'd just like to think that it's the fact that he hasn't got as he's alluded to the, his first choice centre backs in yet and the players are adjusting to a new system and a new way of playing so yeah. only time will tell but hopefully that, yeah. that's not the case well you look we started like that with under yeah. Klopp didn't we we had the same issue at the beginning and hopefully yeah. we're, we're looking at it now thinking it's it's looking good so far. Yeah. yeah. Still you know does what? me still does me head in that we bring absolutely everyone back for a corner. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still yeah. don't get packing your box with you know twenty Bodies. players. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What's the point? Because the staff now. Hardly, like we literally bring everyone back. It's yeah, they don't go. They don't go as far as the halfway line. It's like halfway and on the edge of the box. Salah and Mane would be sitting on the halfway line. No, we're the perfect team to do that. The idea of minimising space that in a zonal marking system, that's why you do it. But at the same time, it's not though, in it because if you're minimising space, but it just means there's loads of bodies. Yeah, but when you just keep on the break, that yeah. What what I mean is if you're inviting them to bring more players so that if you break out, it's a yeah. leg race between your forwards yeah, and fair. their defenders, and therefore that's, that's where you get the advantage. Maybe that's and may, maybe we can do it now you know, with a better keeper and a better centre half, and so maybe we'll get away with it more now. But I, I just felt when we were going through that period where we were conceding loads of set pieces and stuff, I was thinking just empty that box out, put three on the halfway line, and they won't put that many in, and your keeper's got a free run. Like like Judgey like, like said, we can we can get stuck on this all night. Yeah, it is one of them. It's just a cool personal one, one thing I would add because Gary touched on the, on the clock thing was that I remember Carragher used to go mad about the fact that you're saying just put a big centre half in there and them goals won't happen. Yeah, a, a big dominating centre half. Remember he had that argument with Redknapp mm. and yeah. going off. Yeah, but he did. He was, he was going on about it. Both Van Dijk wasn't. Yeah, it? Yeah. Redknapp was saying it would happen. It would still happen, but it's proven at the moment. Yeah, it, it's it so far it. so good. If like you do it. have someone in that 
you know, focal point of going, right, I'm going to go and win that header. I'm going to win it. He doesn't have to mark anyone. Yeah. He just goes, right, I'm going to go and win it. Terry's done it, didn't he, for Chelsea for yeah. years. You know what I mean? We've it was like, Mina. I don't care who's there in the box, he's just going to go and clean We've it. We've got Mina sitting there, who's obviously brought in to be the big centre-half. He's just going to yeah. win the header. Yeah. don't mark anyone. Just, you just go and win it, wherever the ball mm. is. But, yeah, yeah interesting. So, Good question. So, though. moving on to a red question then. Um, this one's from Chris Johnston. So, it says, are you worried by, Fabinho, by the Fabinho omission so far? Uh, for such a big signing, he seems to be on the periphery already. So, put that one out to Terry. Um, no, worried's the wrong word, I think. Um, he's obviously came from a Monaco team that played very differently. Uh, we played three in the middle, they played you know, two, like a sort of traditional 4-4-2 sort of approach. So, it's a, it's a different system that he's got to learn. Um, I think we could see that a little bit in pre-season. You know, there was games where you were thinking, he, he looked all right, but then he didn't look completely comfortable you know yeah. he's like still sort of picking up where people were going to be and stuff and what he needed to do and where he, what some bits he was meant to be the holder and he, he was ending up joining the attacks and stuff so it's you know there's a little bit where you, you think he he has still got to learn it and Klopp took this approach with Andy Robertson you know he came in from Hull clearly wasn't ready to play in the system yeah. by all accounts although I disagree we've seen him in one of the yeah. first games of the season and I thought he was quite yeah, he was brilliant. but Klopp took him out and basically said you know you're going to learn the system Chamberlain too and Chamberlain, yeah, he's done it with Chamberlain as well. And when you're ready, I'll put you back in. And you know, we haven't looked back on either of them two players. Yeah, Andy Robert, well, you know, Chamberlain's obviously out injured, but he he looked like he was going to be the player that we look like. Yeah, yeah he was sort of when he got injured, he sort of started cementing himself in the team. Yeah, he, was, he was undroppable, and yeah, he was the difference in a lot of games. And and Robertson's hit the ground since he came in. He's just made that position his own, and looks like he's been there for years. So. I've got to trust Klopp that he's doing the right thing, really. So I'm not worried. between the lines with those two players, the first two players you mentioned mm. there, obviously Chamberlain and Robertson. Robertson. I think it was a, a factor of not being physically up to the way he's played, not not necessarily with Robertson's energy, but maybe just as you know, again, yeah. the, the physical strength. competitiveness mm. and strength and whatever. I think with um, Fabinho, it might be tactically, you know. Yeah, I it is a little bit. Yeah. Well, he played in a different system in Monaco, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. It was Klopp's a, a completely different system to what we play. So. He is going to have to learn that, you know, like what yeah. to do and where to be, sort of thing. And so another thing is that when when the Ox is back, we've got potentially six absolutely top class midfield central midfielders. Then so at some point, there's always going to be six. someone. Well, we've got the three. We've Fabinho. got the three we're playing now, and then we've got Fabinho, the Ox, and Lallana, haven't we? Yeah. So there's six top class midfielders there. So no matter how you look at it, at some point there's going to be a midfielder who's worth about forty million not on the bench. Henderson just getting bombed out. Oh, sick? Henderson's seven. <laughs> That's how many. Not even. Got. Not even in the room. I asked you guys a few weeks back who's the one to not make the squad. I never thought it would be Fabinho. Yeah, well, and that is it. You know, we sign a big, we sign a player who's come with a big reputation for big money, and you think he's immediately getting parachuted in, but it just hasn't worked out that way because when we seen him at pre-season, he, he did look a bit raw, like he was a bit lost in the system. I've got no problem with Klopp taking him out and, and sort of him. <laughs> <Especially>, <laughs> as you're saying there, he's got no problem with it, especially <laughs> the fact that we're winning and keeping clean sheets. You know, if it was the other way and we were leaking goals and, and we've bought, like, it's perceived that we've bought him to be that number six who's going to be the, the stopgap between midfield and defence and defence, and then we were still leaking goals and he's not playing. Yeah, I think people would be asking questions. Are you confident he'll come back and he'll come in the team eventually? Yeah. 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 I'm not. I'm not. We're not getting into it again because we had this the other week and it was five on one. But you know my opinion on on the defensive mid. I like what White Wine Aldum's doing. Mm. It's weird. A lot Nobody's knocking Wine Aldum now. No, Be- before before this season, Wine Aldum weren't doing that. But this what is what, started what, doing this this season. I was saying. Weren't oh, doing that, and he weren't up away I was saying. Yeah. To, I was saying our midfield's total football. It's like it's like the Holland team of, of what year was that? Seventeen. Funny, I feel like I haven't watched all your games, but Wayne Alden hasn't been getting in the box, has he? he? Hasn't been throwing himself into the no, box. No, he's, he's been playing the number six, but he's a ten. Yeah, no, I know he's been the holder, but Phil's suggesting that all your midfielders are getting no, in the what, box. And then when I say the total box. football, what, total I don't football, mean that people are interchanging. Yeah, what I mean, they're all capable of it. And, yeah. and they kind of are doing well, it. So is Kante. Kante's capable, as he's shown for Chelsea now. Is he? He's doing it. Yeah. So it, I'd, I'd suggest that Wijnaldum's probably got it in his DNA to play as a six, but he's never just been coached to play that way. Yeah. And, and maybe he is now. De Bruyne's played deeper at times, though, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Like good so footballers, mate. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's a it, but I, I, good footballers. I, I, this is kind of what I'm getting at, though. I like players who've got that much ability on the ball, so comfortable in possession, um, and they're playing deeper. They're starting off your play from deep. I feel, I feel, honestly feel like that's where it's going. Yeah, but. and listen, I, you know, I've criticised Wijnaldum in the past in terms of, I, I like him, and at home he seems to be a beast, but in past seasons he was terrible away from home. 
And well, when my you say worry, terrible, ineffective, he doesn't he just miss him, mate. He was just an empty shirt yeah, yeah. in a lot of games in, in, in which you, you, you know, never you can't carry mistakes. a player like that. And he was like that at Newcastle as well. So that was a question mark for me against him being a top-level player that he didn't seem to be consistent enough to be able to do it whole man away. Yeah. At the moment, he's doing it in both. He's in an unfamiliar position and he's playing quality. So yeah. he stays in the team. That's it. But... To sum the question up, though, there's seven top-class midfielders there. Someone's missing out, and we just trust whoever cop decides that needs to be. Yeah. Mm. Um, so now we've got two blue questions, and then we've got a kind of blue-red one to end on. So if you just don't mind rattling through these yeah, two. Um, so, Richie Brewis, um, would you prefer a top-four finish, however unlikely that might be, or winning the League Cup? Win the League Cup. Yeah. Really easy for me. <laughs> really no, I, I, yeah. I agree with Judgy. Uh, I, I can see, I mean, me and Judgy and a few Blues, it's sort of a would you rather every pre season, is it? We do this after a few Changs, we always say <laughs> it's a fourth or a cup. Carlin would you rather and end up with Norman? Yeah. <laughs> well, the amount of time we've gone without a trophy is, is ridiculous. I, I think it's probably the longest period in the club's history of going without a trophy. The, the so you've got to say. As you have a banner at Goodison every time telling us. I can understand any blue who says top four. Because to break that monopoly and attract a higher level of player and everything that, that comes with Champions League football is massive in today's game. Yeah, it sustains success into the future, a top yeah. four finish potentially. Well, as long as you make the best of it. Yes. Because yeah, yeah. That's my point. Look at Leicester. Yeah, exactly. Leicester you do now, one little, little spell in it and then that's it. And, and, and that's the thing. But obviously, Leicester did win a trophy. They won the biggest trophy in England. <laughs> but at the same time, if you just said to Leicester, would you rather finish second twice in a row or win the league? Or even second four times in a row? They would have never swapped that victory and that, no. that moment or those several moments that, that led to them winning the league. I'm not comparing the league, yeah, the that's league the thing, by the way, but at the same time, I think what Millsy's getting and, and a lot of um, a lot of Blues will identify with if you've been there so many times, semi-finals, quarter-finals, finals, and not won a cup and, and it being rubbed in our face, we just want to win something. And, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that takes the club onto the next level. All right, we won a trophy, that monkey's off the back. Now let, let's progress forwards in, in yeah. other ways as well. So yeah. that, that was nice and easy for the Blues then. So another question from Jamie Worthington. He says... What do you think about Tom Davis and uh, what's the problem with him? He gets worse every time I see him. He's got a bit, bit Barkley, a bit Marmite, isn't he, at the minute, Tom Davis? Oh, Barkley went. A lot of Blues are sort of saying, loan him out, take him out the 11. And a lot of other Blues, on the other hand, are saying, play him. You know, you know, he's got a lot about him, different to other midfielders in the squad. I like Tom Davis. Would he get on my 11 every week? No. Um, I think he eventually will be Everton's best midfielder. He's only young and he's got a lot about him. This it's season, a big shout, though, you know, best no, midfielder. No, I think he's, he's got a lot about him. Last night was big. He was captain's armband last night on, on a pitch that had Sigurdsson in there as well. So yeah. there's a bit I of faith there from the manager I, as well. I, I think, I think, I think he's quite clever with this at the moment. Silver, he's done it with Coleman. He, he's given the he's given the armband to to players who it means a lot to him. Mm. And, I, and I, I'm a big fan of managers doing that. I don't think at times the armband means that much to some players. If you give it to like. Sigurdsson, but I don't think it gets an extra ten percent out of him. Do you know the I think two with Davis? Do you know the he needs to be valued and he needs to be loved? And mm. go on, sorry. Yeah. Do you know Coleman was captain yeah. the other night? Was he? Is he the longest saving player at the time no, of, Baines, on the pitch? Baines. Was he on the pitch, yeah. Beans? Oh, fair. Yeah, I'm going to say, because the way Klopp was doing it for us at times was no, longer save and was getting it, and we ended up with Moreno one time. Of look, looking, at, looking at the two players picked in the last two games, I think he's genuinely done it, looking around the dressing room thinking, which players does that make the most difference yeah. to putting the armbands on it? I think it meant a lot to Davis last night. I think it... I was a little bit disappointed with him last night, and I was a little bit disappointed with him on Sunday, Saturday, sorry. However... I am of a similar opinion to Mills, where Millsy, where I think he has got longevity, and what I would say, to be fair to him, he, he's he's been there for a few seasons now, and and I think I think he does need time. I, I would say that I'm still not sure what type of player he is. He, he's still not a defender, and I, I know Phil was this goes into what Phil was saying. He's still not a, a defender that you put in. Sorry, a midfielder you put in to keep play to keep teams out. He's not a midfielder you put in to go and win as a game. And it, but he, he keeps seems, things going, or he's yeah, got a bit he's of a, drive. At the moment, he's, he's a good squad player, and I'm not, I'm not unhappy for him to be in the squad. But like Millsy said, he's certainly not in the starting eleven. But he's got all of I, the qualities to potentially. I think be. if I remember rightly, we talked about it on one of our very very early podcasts, and you know, the problem, or not the problem, but you know, the situation with him, and he's had a load of different managers at a crucial time of his development. Yeah. You know where you play different systems and different styles of football and maybe he just got lost in the cracks a little bit with their managers and stuff and maybe Silva might bring out the best in him so you've sort of just got well, to persevere and give him a bit of time really, haven't you? The crux of JB's question is that 
he doesn't seem to be improving. He seems to be getting worse. That's what I think I think it's difficult that he's having to adjust his game and having to adjust your game tactically as well as still learning the game technically and still developing physically because he, he's yeah. a very young man still. He's still only 90, might just, just be 20 mm. now. Yeah. So he was very young when he broke into the team. I think it's a bit harsh to say he's getting worse. I just think he's had to adjust at times when normally players would just be sent out on loan and go, go and learn your trade yeah. Yeah. At a, at a, in a position where you're comfortable, in a club where you're comfortable. Last night he was playing against Rotherham and, um, you know, he wasn't even stretched. He was just cruising through the game. And yeah, last season didn't help Davis because that was his second season, and everyone says second season syndrome with a young player. Yeah. And the atmosphere at times last season was poisonous, yeah, wasn't it? Was it? Was was sent. And it, it's hard for them players where exactly. the fans are invested in. You know, they yeah. want them to do well and stuff. The young Evertonians, the, the, the Gladys like wanting so. to, to score, to put a twenty-yard pass across field and stuff. And there's a lot of hope yeah. on the young, the young players. But I mean, this that question's really good. I think I'd like to answer the game after this season. Yeah, if this season's big for Davis. What, what, what Jamie's getting at there, and, and, and I know the type of blue that he is as well, he desperately wants Davis to do well. I think he was one of the ones where, you know, when he first broke through, he was he was all over him and wanting him to be the next big thing. But I, I think, yeah, maybe maybe let's give him some time. Okay, cool. Um, and then we've got At Watkins on Twitter. This is a boy red question. What he says is, at the end of last season, there was a 26-point gap between Liverpool and Everton. So, at the end of this season, do we think we're going to have a bigger gap or less? Interesting one, Gary. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think we've sort of like half touched on it before we come on, on tonight. Yeah, Gary. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, but I think we we have half touched it before we come on here tonight. It's it's one of them where are, are we gonna get better by more than you get better? Mm, yeah. Um, and you know, I, I just think I think that's a great answer. I, I think from our point of view, point of view, I think we're going to have a better season this season than last. So it, it's, it's dependent now on do you have a better season well, than last? Do I'm you get more points? I'm predicting a 95-ish point finish for the pool this year. Wow. Ooh. 95 points? Head on the line there. That's what I'm one predicting. Is it? Well, 100 City with a fair team last yeah. season to breach yeah. 100. So that was last so season, City. Big last, something like that, yeah. Well, you know, Liverpool being talked about, about winning the league, you, you're looking at... 100 points possibly well, now. Did to, to last year 87 was it something like that? Yeah. In, in so the 80s. Was, was, I don't know what, what we ended up finishing behind City. It was a lot. Well, I'm going to say 95. Oh, yeah, it was off the top of my head. Because it, 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 it was a good 16 points, weren't it? Back, so, so I, I, if he's getting 95, the answer back. to the question is it's going to get bigger. Yeah, yeah. Because that would mean, what would we have to get to 69? Yeah, that's. 69 points is, 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 is somewhere near our, our biggest finish, isn't it? 95 points is ambitious, Phil. 71. 70-odd <laughs> was the best yeah. finish. I mean, I, I can see... I you can see the sort the of sentiment where you're coming from. You know, City are banking over 100 in the last season, and then if, if we've... You know, you don't really see them doing any worse than they done last year because, you know, they're, they're just that sort of side. So to, to be up there, we're going to maybe be talking about them sort of totals, but... I don't know. I just... It's scary to say it, and I don't believe in superstition. I think Liverpool are going to be riding the mix this year, and that means ninety plus points. Yeah, well, maybe. So maybe. None of us have answered the question, though, have we? Really, we've all so beat around I, it. I, 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 I would go and say no. The thing is, less. What, what less? Yeah. For me, right. We'll, we'll close the gap. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I you reckon it'd be less? I, yeah, I just think the amount of points we dropped last year. Yeah, but the, the amount of points we dropped of yeah, draws but, last year, and we don't lose yeah. many, but the draws that we, yeah. you know. That from last year, what's it's like, the gap now? What are you on nine? Four. Nine, and we're on five. Four. I think we'll convert more of them draws to winners this year, and I don't. I still don't see us losing a lot of games. How many games did so. you lose? Seven. Oh no, it wasn't that many. It's it's not weird, that many. It might have been four. Yeah. It was the draws that killed us. A load of them draws were in the first like it was the last one at home and United at home where we were terrified of teams who weren't that better than us that killed us last season. So I think that'll change for us. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we'll close the gap slightly. I'd say I'd say slightly less than twenty points, but not much, not much. What what was it? Twenty six? Did you say? Yeah, under under for me. I'm gonna say over. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there and say if we if we are thinking we're gonna be challenging for the title. It's gonna have to be more than that. I don't care what the gap is if we win that league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the gap can be one point if we think win the league. I, I think oh, L- Liverpool will definitely improve the points. I wouldn't take that either. <laughs> 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 I'll, take, I'll take the league cup and I'll finish 16. What about, what about league cup and second, but Liverpool win it? You're still a bridesmaid. Horrible territory for you, that. Yeah. It's, you're still a bridesmaid. Good question, that one, though. Yeah, no, I like one. that question. 
yeah. looking forward to this weekend. Obviously, uh, upcoming fixtures. We won't spend too long on these, but early kickoff for you on Saturday, Leicester away. Different proposition. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's been talk that you know Klopp's came out and maybe intimated that he might rotate some players and maybe need to freshen it up a little bit because we have looked a little bit leggy. Yeah, so I've touched games. on that early on. Yeah, so it, it's an interesting one because you know I. Leicester have been a little bit of a weird bogey team for us along the way. Some, you know, in the last couple of seasons, I think we sort of put it to bed last season. But a couple of the couple of seasons before that, we struggled against them. And I think one of the bogey things for us against them was being Vardy, Vardy. And, he, and he's out. And he's out. Yeah. Suspended. And so. it's been that you know sort of us pressing up, and then yeah, as soon as them gaps open up, that long ball over the top, yeah. Schmeichel banging it long, and then Vardy running on yeah. against like Lovren or something. Battle of like keepers. <laughs> yeah. So Leicester have been like I watched them against United first game, and. They looked all right. They they, mm. they did look. They, they were sort of half controlling the game, but Vardy was on the bench weirdly, and until he came on, they didn't look to trouble. Yeah, the, the goalie at all. And then when he came on, he, they did. They looked a lot more dangerous. But United were, were already winning by then, and I think. And then the last game, obviously, they beat. What was it Southampton away? Uh, it was two one, was it? Two one, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I just think we'll have too much of them. I do. This I, I game's think... come at a time when our, our strikers aren't firing on all cylinders. I don't think one goal will be enough against Leicester. Well, I wouldn't if Vardy was playing. Yeah, I've got a feeling one goal won't be enough against Leicester anyway. So I'm hoping that we need to step up a gear. It'll be an interesting one to see what he does because I mean, you know, I think there's an argument, and it got said. I don't know when it got said last week on, on when we recorded last week, where maybe you might see one of the front three get dropped. It might need shaking. Like, it might. There's players there who you'd, you'd back to come in and, and be able to. When you know, you're talking about that though, when you look at who, Manny had a bit of a slow game, but he's been really good so far. Firmino's been quiet, but he's he's got plenty of assists and, and he's Firmino, the one that dropped. Yeah, he's been quiet, but he's still working hard. He's working hard. He's got two assists. He's that player who dropped. Like when 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 we scored our goal, when Salah scored, Firmino picked that ball up. There was two players ahead of him. Um, you know, Mane and Salah both playing ahead of him. So that if we if we take him out the team and put storage in or something like that, you won't get that. Sorry, what we're saying here is we could potentially see one of them getting dropped. Blah, blah, blah. Mane, he's been quiet, blah, blah blah, but he's played started well. Firmino, he's, he's but he works hard. Salah, he's been a bit slow, but he's assisted Scored and scored. Because that front it's, three have been so yeah, but no, but what I'm laughing. I know, I know what to mean. One of them's got to go. Yeah. I think the obvious one's Mane. I think initially yeah, he's brilliant in the first know, two I thought, games. He, I thought he was really poor. I, I, last I game, to be honest. He did have a bad game in the really last game. I think it could be Salami. But anyway, positions. What do you reckon? Teddy. 2-1 Liverpool. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 as well. I'm going another clean sheet. And I'm going 2-0. That's the master predictor there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we, we, we've got a... An interesting game on, on Saturday. What, what what on paper looks like a good opportunity of getting three points, Millsy. Good yeah, opportunity no, on, for on, another draw. On paper, it's absolutely right. We're, we're a better team in the Huddersfield. It's a game that that we should be winning. Uh, one worry for me is obviously with Charles and suspended. We've got Luckman who's injured. Bernard wasn't fit last night. I mean, Luckman may even get his move by by this point on mm. on Saturday. The European window is still open, and he's obviously had his head turned by Leipzig. Um, it, it depends who plays up front for us. It, it, he may move Sigurdsson over there on the left, and, and if he does, that will upset our balance a little bit because mm-hmm. he's looked really good as a 10. So I'd like to see who's who's fit and plays left wing. I do think we'll win. I think we'll have too much of Huddersfield regardless, but whether it's a 1-0 or you know, 2 or 3 will depend on our team. From, from the way they played last night and who he took off, although he wasn't very effective, I've got a feeling he's going to play in the ash, you know? I know, I know that I know that I can see you rolling my eyes, and, and rightfully so. Come in and bang at Atrick. No, another reason why. You know, we were saying the other week about he likes the strikers coming in off the wing and joining as a two. I think he's the only one out of the play, players we've got who can potentially do that. And I mm. think it's a reason why he might play Dinier because Dinier will get on a little bit further and give us width. I think because if we were playing, I've got a feeling he might go with go with Nias. Well, Sandro played wide last night and had a good game. And yeah, he's he's obviously on the okay verge on the of a right, move, yeah. isn't he? So. Yeah, yeah there, is, there is options there, but I think you're right. They're nowhere near. The options we've got are nowhere near Richarlison. We should be strong enough to beat Huddersfield. I mean, yeah, I mean, they've been poor, haven't they? And you, you know, you look, they look like they're going to be down there in the mix of the season, so you would expect that you'll get... It'll be a game that they like. sit and we'll have to break them down. I think they'll be happy with a nil-nil all day, so mm. it's a game that'll be interesting to watch. Schneidlin back? Yeah, he was on the bench last night, so yeah. I think he should be back. 
Garner Guy was injured last night, so if he doesn't make it, it's Tom Davis and Schneiderlin, yeah. I think that's a bit more of an interesting game for Davis because they're going to be having more of the ball, although, you know, he did have a bit of the ball against Bournemouth, but I think at home there's going to be an emphasis on him being that creative midfielder and Schneiderlin sitting and, yeah. and him actually getting forwards a little bit more, so no, it might suit him a bit, isn't it? Is Kieran Dow an option for Saturday? You'd think so, but on the basis of last night's performance. But yeah, there are options, and I think if anything, kind of guy being out might make it interesting to see who the backup players and who the next players to, to step in are. Go ahead then. Predictions. I'm still struggling to see us keep a clean sheet. Um, yeah. I think it will be fairly close, but I'm going to go with three one. Quite similar. I'll go two one Everton. And I did get Niels before we come in here, the absent blue, and he thinks 2-0 to Everton. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thanks for listening again this week, episode four. We'll be back next week with episode five, recapping all of the weekend's results, and, and hopefully we'll have a f- three sad reds. We've yet to see any disappointment this, this season. <laughs> we have something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, um, interaction on social media. Uh, we'll post on most days now. Um, Instagram across the park PC, Twitter across the park PC. Get involved. We'll try and answer some questions next week. Until then, we'll see you then.